for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talker Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Today, we're talking to Paula Quinn, but I want to thank Home Instead Senior Care. They recruit the most devoted caregivers. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable, providing senior home care services in your loved one's home. Paula Quinn, thank you for being on the show, and welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here, Kathy. Okay, so Paula and I did a podcast, and honestly, it was so much fun talking to you that I really forgot to close out. I mean, we were just chatting away, and I was missing my cues from my sweet friend, Roy Bryan, who keeps me honest there at TogiNet, he's such a great tech guy. And I just missed my cues. But what I want to, I'm thankful for him. I always try to throw his name in every now and then. Also, um, Paula, I'm not even going to bother with your bio this time. If people want to find that, they can go. I think I'm going to call the other podcast, The Question God Asks, because with Paula Quinn, because that's the name of your book. And so that'll make it easy to find. And this one, we're going to say, forgotten by God, question mark, blaming God, or something like that. I'm not sure what yet. But people can watch for that. There'll be two blogs. If you're driving, don't stop driving. Just keep right on and look for it at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A, F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And you can find everything about Paula there that I'm going to include in a blog or two about her. Paula, when we talked before, we were talking about how we can all sometimes feel forgotten by God. And and you gave some beautiful examples of people who have been through the justice system and, and child services, child protective services, some of the experiences you had there. And we began to, to talk a little bit about what that means. Like in your book, you really dealt with this and I loved it. Sometimes we accidentally blame God and we don't even know we're doing it. Like we don't think through the ramifications of what, the way our thoughts are going or what our doctrine might be as Christians, like we should know better, but we don't even know we're blaming God. So talk to me a little bit about that because I well here. I'll read your quote behind the blame is always the suggestion that God caused it or at least allowed it. So really it's his fault. The lie creeps in. God is withholding from me. He's not really for me. He doesn't care. He's not to be trusted. I got that from page 231 in your book. Paula, I was so amazed that you were able to put that in in so many words so concisely. Well, that whole idea of forgotten by God or blaming God, either one, um, it starts with Adam and Eve because he's like, you know, what happened here? And (laughs) Adam is, well, it's this woman you gave me. It's not my fault. You're the one that came up with that idea. 
And, you know, before they had been, wow. he said they were in paradise. And, um, and so then he goes to Eve, and it's like, well, that's the serpent. And, again, the implication is you're in charge here, God. <laughs> you let this happen. And, wow. And really um, that lie that creeps in of God holding out is, is was the original part of the original temptation for, to Eve to eat the, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil because the insinuation by the serpent was this is really beautiful look it's good for and, and she said yeah it looks mm. like it's tasty it looks like it's going to give me what you say it's going to give me wisdom and the implication is why doesn't god want me to have this it's so good wow and um and so then you start thinking well i can do it it's god's holding out and then what happens to a lot of people, and me included, if I feel like there is something really good, I'm not talking about tree of knowledge of good and evil, something that God hadn't said, don't do. But I feel like, well, it's up to me to go get it. It's up to me to make it happen. Mm. If something needs to happen, I'm not sure God will come through for me. And frequently, the, the go-to is, uh, I will make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I start mm-hmm. up with my own agenda. Mm-hmm. The other thing that can happen, this is a perfect example of both, is God made this promise to Abraham and Sarah, you're going to have a child. Well, mm-hmm. all this time goes by. And so Sarah feels like, you know, God needs some help. He's holding out on us. He said he was going to do this, but look, I'm not getting any younger and I'm not getting any babies. And so she comes up with the great idea of Hagar. We talked about that in the first yeah. uh, first time, which kind of is is her solution. She has a solution. I can come up with a child, God. If you won't give me the child you promised, you're going to withhold that. I'll come up with one because that's what I really want. And so then she she gets the child. It's you know it's kind of bad. This is bad. You know kind of family situation nobody gets along with anybody because of it right and all of a sudden god comes kind of incognito with two angels and is talking to abraham and saying in a in a year your wife sarah is going to have a baby now if anybody feels forgotten it's sarah right there was a promise made and god has not come through and she took matters into her own hands, and that's been kind of a disaster. But she's kind of she's basically um, taken that as her lot in life. Yeah. And she hears she hears God say, "Well, no, no, no. Promise is still good. I'm gonna I'm gonna make good on it." And she, you know, in the tent next door, and she bursts out laughing. God hears her. Says, mm-hmm. And that's one of the questions. Why are you laughing? Oh, oh he I had love already that. told. Abraham that he was going to make good on the promise of maybe a year before this conversation and Abraham all he could do he fell to his to the ground laughing mm-hmm. and when we feel forgotten by God we just sort of think I've got to make do with what is or you I've know, got to take matters into my own hands that reminds me of the verse and, do not do not sit at the seat of scoffers because that kind of laughing is more about <laughs> scoffing right I, you know, I don't know. I have read it that way. I don't know I either. It it, but and, uh, there's a good reason. Also seen it. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, there's a good reason why the Bible tells us not to sit at the seat of scoffers. 
Yes, because because we're basically saying we're laughing at God and what he said he was going to do. He's not, he's not coming through for you. He's not coming through for me. We are on our own. And that pretty much closes the door for God. It, it, it shuts down the communication and it shuts down the access. It certainly shuts down faith and hope. Don't you but think it, I it's, think Sarah, well, I was going to ask to finish that. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> No go. I think Sarah could also be laughing because by this point she's like a hundred years old. It's so preposterous. It's right. so um crazy. Right. Yeah. That she really can't believe it. But maybe a little bit she does. Uh. And then in the same conversation that goes on, well, another question is that God says when she's laughing and she kinda of comes clean and says, Yeah, yeah, I was laughing. He said, is anything too hard for God or for the Lord? Mm. And what I found when I was looking at that question is that there's a, another translation, which I think might be even more basic than the one we usually read. Is anything too hard for God? And God asked that question in lots of different ways. But another translation is, is anything too wonderful for God? Oh, I love that. I love that thought. And I you know, do, and we don't ever ask God for something wonderful. We ask for justice and righteousness and all the things we know God likes uh, that are sort of, you know, Sunday schoolish. But something that's just, there's nothing too wonderful. You know, I ask him for wonderful stuff every day. It's one of my favorite prayers. I ask him, bless me because that's your heart's desire. I know he wants to bless yes. me. But but that's yes. what I was going to ask yes. you. Don't you think there's a point? Like, I wish I'd gotten to this younger but as an older person now, I'm certainly here. Yes. I've learned so much that my weakness is the place where I want to be with God because he will do something beyond my imagination. If I'm willing to say, I can't do this. This is not, this is too hard for me. And I mean, a great example is our launch party. I've got this dear friend who stepped in and she is a genius at organizing things. Her name is Gina Butler. She just published her own book called, uh, what about her? It's kind of a, a beautiful Bible study of all the different women in the Bible. And uh, we're fixing it. I'm getting the signal that I have to wrap up this segment. But okay. anyway, my point is God will bring amazing people into our life. If we will, if we're willing to say, this is too hard for me. I see that wonderful thing out there in the future, but I, I get it that you want to do something amazing for me, but I am afraid and I'm small. I need you to do this yes. for me. Amazing stuff that happens after that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I got, agree. It's wonderful. It's got to be my, to my favorite place. Okay, we're going to go to break in just a second. I want to I want to spell my name for people so they can find your stuff. You're looking for Paula Quinn. The questions God asks, and you're going to find it at Kathy Craffy, K R A F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E as in Edward dot com. Paula, do you have a website? I'm assuming that you don't because I think I looked for it. Is that correct? I do not have. I used to have a website when I okay. was doing some counseling and spiritual direction, but no, I don't have one now, and okay. I might be working on that in the future. Okay. Okay. So so maybe that will be out there by the time this uh, interview gets posted on my website. For sure, you can find her links on my, my stuff. We're going to take a break. When we talk, when we come back, I'm going to talk to Paula about – if you're a very spiritual person, you're going to love this because I am like sitting at her feet admiring what she said about meditation, contemplation. Like I didn't even know there was a difference. 
And I read this book and now I'm amazed by it. So stay with us. We are talking truth with a Texas twang today on Fireside Talk Radio. And we are going to be right back. Um, And you're going to get to hear a little promo about my book in the break. So I'm excited about that. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Does your spouse refuse to hear? Do your children stare without comprehending? Does your parent or boss raise objections to all your good ideas? Oh, the frustration. Conversations often break down instead of breaking through. Hi, this is Kathy. We've just released a book about one of history's most influential women. Just like you, she was pre-qualified for influence. In our book, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations, I explore more than 40 strategies Jesus himself used to launch her from lonely to leadership. The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations. Get your copy today at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com or on Amazon and start exercising the influence God has prepared for you. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Welcome back. We're talking to my friend Paula Quinn, who is also raised in Tyler, Texas, and introduced to me after all these years by our mutual friend, Eugenia. And so I'm just giving a shout out to sweet Eugenia, who thought, had the good sense to know that we were going to love each other. She always brings good people into my life. So, uh, hi, Eugenia. I know you're listening. Okay, Paula, first of all, no one calls us to meditation anymore, much less meditation and contemplation, which I love like the, um, I do like, I go into Catholic sanctuaries all the time and do the, the steps of the cross. So it's not like I'm not familiar with meditation practices. I also love to do iconography. So, but I had never even distinguished between the two. So your book gave me pause. I really love what you had to say. So will you separate those two out for us? I I will talk about them and I do sort of separate them out in my mind. Um, Contemplation and, and I don't do it the way it's really officially t- 
trained in the Episcopal, or not the Episcopal, but in the church, Catholics, Episcopalians, liturgical churches are more familiar with that. And so I know what you mean about going into a Catholic church and, and walking the Stations of the Cross or something. The the contemplation that that I think is really important is to get still before God, get on my prayers out, maybe have read my devotional or do a study or whatever I want to do, but then to quit talking <laughs> and to and to listen and invite God to speak to my heart. And sometimes people will suggest repeating a word. For me, if I do it, it's Jesus or it's Father or um Something, something that brings you back to being in the presence, acknowledging that you're in the presence of God. Hmm. Now, some people do that, and that's all they do. And the idea is to kind of do that, let your mind settle. But when I do that, I sometimes start getting a nudge from the Holy Spirit. Um, sometimes it's a picture, a visualization. It might be a memory. Mm-hmm. And without speaking or saying anything, I just sort of follow it as though God is prompting me to remember something that that would minister to me now. Or um, And I share a lot of this in the book, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. I was doing this one time, and I was uh, Jesus was on a fence. We were out in the country. He was on the other side of the fence, and I was on we were opposite sides. It was like a white fence. You'd see it around a ranch or something. And he said, come over here to my side. And he showed me a picture from my childhood. Wow. And, you know, in the country with friends, we were riding horses. And it was um, it was just a message to my heart. It was not any big profound thing. It was just like, I saw you then. I, mm. I was with you then. I know what you were going through. I know when you didn't feel like you fit in. Mm. And um, so it, it's just a little heart heart the heart message. Um, I think meditation for me is more meditating on like they teach, they, like the Jews did in the Old Testament, but maybe today, where you're repeating, you're, you're going over a verse from the Bible, from Scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's where Lectio Divina comes in. And I was not introduced to that, knew nothing about it, but about 15 or 16 years ago, the idea of I learned how, and basically it's take a very short passage of Scripture. You can go through a whole book of the Bible this way, short passage by short passage, and you read it, and then you you think about it, and then you Mm -hmm. read it again, and then you do kind of what I was talking about with contemplation, only the idea is to stick to this verse or this passage. And to let God, and again, God will do the same thing. He might take you to a deeper level of it. He might put you, put me or whoever's doing it in the scene. I mean, I've I've been in the scene of Mary Magdalene when she comes back to look for the body after Jesus has died, before she knows he's been raised. And it's it's all of a sudden I'm there. And so the words begin to resonate. The the scripture begins to take on a personal message to me. Mm -hmm. And I I, I can, in writing this book, because I was so in the word and I was thinking about these questions, I was doing that all the time. It's Mm -hmm. what my mind turned to. And I've kind of gotten out of the habit of it since I finished writing. But 
it made me so conscious of the presence of God mm-hmm. all the time. And when I didn't have a day where I got quiet and listened instead of just being the one to talk, 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 mm-hmm. it um, it felt like I hadn't really connected with God yet. Yeah, I think it's interesting. There's whole segments of Christian, Christian. I was going to say Christianity, but Christian teaching or or some of my Christian friends mm-hmm. who really dismiss the idea that God communicates with us still in any other way than the scripture. So I know mm-hmm. what you're saying about meditating and, and really pondering on the verses. I know that resonates mm-hmm. with people because that's almost a universally mm-hmm. accepted yes. doctrine or philosophy or whatever it, within Christian circles. I think the other part, the contemplation and believing and trusting that God's spirit can enlighten you personally, um, mm-hmm. that that part is, I think people get a little more um, insecure about that because they're, you know, we know the Bible says the devil can come as a disguise as an angel of light or right. whatever. So people do, do with reason have caution about what they yes take as spiritual uh, yes. inspiration or light, enlightenment or whatever. So I get that. Mm-hmm. But but I also, when I've heard friends say, well, God doesn't speak to us now. He only speaks through the, mm-hmm. the Bible, the word, the verses, the scripture. Mm-hmm. I, I always am a little sad about that because I know his spirit is still very active and, and his spirit is not, yeah. I mean, he's a living in my heart and living in our lives. And like mm-hmm. you said, his presence is so real. But I, I do love the idea of meditating, and, and I really loved what that you challenged me on this idea of contemplation to give that a little more room and, and serious consideration in my life to, to kind of distinguish between the two and, and make a point of doing both. Thank you for that. that. That is just such good deep thinking you did there, and I really appreciate well, you finding words for it. Let me let me add one more thing. I think yeah. the whole term meditation, you know, back, I remember when transcendental meditation became a big thing and the whole idea of emptying your mind. Right. That was, yeah, Christians really reacted to that. Thought, that's not, that's not what we're taught to do. But, but we're all taught. I mean, every one of these questions that I wrote came straight out of the Bible. God has conversations with his people. Yes. And there are prophecies about in, you know, after Jesus, there's going to be more of an outpour of God's spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're right. I mean, your implication is, and I agree with you completely, scripture has to be the bottom line. Obviously, I've heard crazy ideas about, right. well, God told me to do yeah, this. Right. But then I've also heard people who are godly men and women who will say, and God said to me, blah, blah, blah. Well, yes. people, some people really want, well, I want God to talk to me too. And I think they've, they are grounded in scripture. But sometimes when I hear something, always you ask, God, I have to know that that was really you. And um, I think when, I think people in these conversations will say, you know, God spoke to me and other people laugh at him. I mean, you know, he spoke to Noah and everybody laughed. Right. To Noah for right. following God. So I think that we, like Mary, we ponder our heart. Mm-hmm. We, we search the scripture. We ask again. We, we, um, 
we, we come back at it again and again before we, but sometimes God speaks to a, a specific circumstance and it may mesh with the Bible perfectly, but it's a personal word from God. It is, it is that that I think we crave. Then we, and I, I think it's available to us still. I think it's just even interesting the way we talk about it. Like we say, he speaks to us. What we really mean is he communicates to us. We have sort of a yeah. growing understanding in our heart of what we're supposed yeah. to do next. We feel like we're getting direction mm-hmm. and just a nudge. And, and it's not like a voice. Yeah. I mean, I've actually had people ask me, well, do you hear it? Does he talk to you in a voice? And they're being sarcastic. And like you said, kind of laughing at me. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, I, one of my, for myself, I'm so insecure. I don't even trust my, like, I don't know. Is it my flesh? Is it God talking? Who is this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what I say is God is all knowing. Kathy is not. And, and that just puts mm-hmm. me back where I need to be. Like, I need to be trusting God and also searching the scriptures mm-hmm. to be sure my flesh is not taking right. over my own desires, my own, you know, lust and whatever. Mm-hmm. The things I crave, my cravings, my baggage, whatever. So I always just say, God is all knowing, Kathy is not. That pretty much reminds me, take a pause. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Oh. And it's, it's especially important to do that if what you, you're hearing or you think you're hearing is what you want to be hearing. Yes. And then it's, was that really you? And, um, it, but you know, I'll go back to Adam and Eve and when the serpent comes to them in the garden and they've been just been told they waited how many days before but they've been told you know here you can eat everything all this all these trees all this fruit but not this one and the first question that Satan said or the serpent said to Eve is did God really say and um, so that's the question that comes from the other side of the equation. Yeah, right. God's and not the only one I asking questions. That, and I think that when we hear from God, it can be snatched away. If the next thing we hear is, did God really say that? Right. Or, um, and, and we then poo-poo it. And especially if we're warned against it because, you know, we're, we're treading. But, but what if it is God? And I just don't want to, I don't want to, not listen to him if he's speaking to me. Oh, my gosh. That is a great point to close out on. We only have about 30 seconds, so I want to be sure people know where to find us. You can find Paula Quinn by searching at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F-V-E, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And I'll have all her hyperlinks there. You may be able to find her her website when she gets organized on it. So look for that, too. That's Q-U-I-N-N. And, Paula, thank you so much for being here today. I could not wait to talk to you about the questions God asks. That's just such oh, an amazing you, concept. And I feel like I've benefited from years of thought. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.